Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, there's a a funny question, a funny headline at thefederalist.com. Why isn't vax tyrant Joe Biden worried about polio, leprosy, and measles seeping through the border? Have you guys ever done a tour of the Capitol? Have you ever walked through the 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 Capitol? Have you ever walked through the uh, <laughs> United States Capitol? Some of you thinking, Aaron, I I don't dare stare, step foot inside the U.S. Capitol, or, or they'll sick their goons on us anymore. Well, yeah, back in the day when anybody actually, and when when American citizens actually could just walk through the Capitol. Um, so I did capital tours back in the day. That was one of the things you would do when I was an intern. And then sometimes I'd just have fun doing it as a legislative staffer for, for friends or folks from Montana. But when you do the capital tour, um, did you go through like statuary hall in the U.S. House of Representatives? Did you stand in the spot where you can be whispering but yet heard all the way across the other side of the room? Uh, I think that's where John Quincy Adams' desk was at in the in the old uh, chamber of the House. And uh, anyway, so he could hear all these conversations across the room. Well, the cool thing about Statuary Hall, and, and if you were a Montana guy doing a tour of the Capitol, you would always want to point this out. Each state had, uh, probably still does, it's been a while since I've roamed the halls myself. Uh, wasn't there on January 6th. But anyway, uh, each state has two statues, right, for their state. So for Montana, we've got Jeanette Rankin. And, uh, and then we've got Charlie Russell, the legendary Western artist Charlie Russell. Well, one state, is it Hawaii? I can't remember where this was from, but, but they had a, a very unique statue. I should go grab my tour guide book. And their statue was of, uh, I think it was a Catholic priest. This Catholic priest uh, went to this island, and it was an island. It was a leper colony. It was an island filled with people with leprosy. They put all these people with leprosy on an island so that everybody on the mainland would not get leprosy. This priest did not have leprosy, but he willingly went onto the island to minister to these people on this on this island. And uh, and he built this kind of like box thing to try to protect his skin from uh, from leprosy. I think he eventually ended up getting leprosy uh, nonetheless. But but anyway, I, I shared that story to make the point that that is how concerned nations have been about, you know, things like leprosy or measles or polio seeping across their borders. But no, the the same administration that was kicking military service members to the curb over the COVID vaccine, which doesn't even stop you from getting COVID-19, has no problem with the polio, the leprosy, and the measles that is seeping across our southern border right now. Uh, I want to kick off our statewide show this morning by talking about a big report that came out the day after Christmas. And most of you probably even haven't, haven't even heard a peep about this report. But boy, I tell you what, when the shameful attacks were being leveled, against members of our U.S. military, the fake news media sure loved running to print with the fake news headlines. I'll tell you about that report right after this. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
Yeah. Now, see, now my curiosity, uh, I had to go pull out that uh, capital tour guide that I've held. I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to books or, or certain memorabilia. Uh, and so I, I still have this uh, United States Congress and Capitol, a handbook for conducting walking tours. Uh, and so I went and looked. It was these, it's the statue for Hawaii. I was right there. Father Damien was his name. And the National Park Service actually has a big write-up on uh, Kalua Papa, or Kalau Papa. I, I know I'm pronouncing that one wrong, uh, on the National Park Service site. But they talk about Father Damien. Uh, and apparently uh, he had lived uh, in this place in Hawaii for 12 years when it was confirmed that he had contracted Hansen's disease, uh, which is also known as leprosy, apparently. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, look at all that nations have done to try to prevent polio, leprosy, and measles from seeping through their borders. And yet, look at what is not just seeping across our southern border right now, but is flooding across our southern border right now. Uh, in fact, I got a message from Representative Jody Etchart out of Billings uh, reminding me that, yeah, there's tuberculosis coming across our southern border as well. Uh, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Uh, if you want to jump in on the conversation or you got something you want to talk about here on this Monday. Um, but the the thing that, that, uh, that I wanted to get to here, you know, our United States military now is at an 80-year low when it comes to the size of our military. We are at an 80-year low right now. But don't worry. There's nothing big going on in the world. The world's, you know, a pretty safe place right now. Uh, it's so safe that the Secretary of Defense can, you know, just just be three, three days plus out of contact and doesn't need to notify the White House. And, and no big deal because the world is such a safe place under uh, uh, Joe Biden's regime right now. Um, but do you remember when they were forcing the, the, the COVID vax on service members and they were and they were kicking service members to the curb if even if they wanted to get a religious exemption or a health exemption from the COVID-19 vaccine and they were still kicking troops to the curb. And I remember we were getting phone calls from many of you at the time from across the state and you were saying, well, Aaron, I just don't get don't they realize the harm that they are causing to our military? Don't they realize the harm they are causing to this country by kicking these service members to the curb? Don't they realize how they are weakening our national defense, how they are weakening our, our military? And, and my response at the time was, of course they realize it. But you got to remember, these are the same radical leftists that have been trying to defund our military since I was a kid in the Reagan 1980s. They were constantly trying to cut our national defense. They were constantly trying to downsize our military. And some of the same people that were apologists for the Soviets in the 1980s are the same people that are apologists for the communist Chinese today. And so, so were they surprised? Were they, were they not aware that they were harming their military, that they were deliberately undermining the military? Of course they were. That was their intent. It was a not only a political purge of the military, but it also was a way for them to to attack our, our U.S. military in other ways. Force people out with these COVID vaccine mandates, the woke politics that are being used to divide our nation's incredible military service members. Well, this was the report 
Remember they when they were attacking our U.S. military, NBC News, Axios, other left-wing media outlets were running with these headlines about how the U.S. military had a problem with extremists, how the U.S. military had a problem with white supremacists. And, and those of us back here, uh, you know, who have served, who are veterans, we know how absurd this is. Because, you know, I don't even want to use the term diversity because diversity has become such a bad word. But think about our U.S. military. You've got men and women of every single background there is out there imaginable, all serving together, living together, fighting together, sweating together, in some cases bleeding together. They would lay down their lives for one another, regardless of political backgrounds, religious background, you name it. And in and, and these nut jobs in the liberal media and, and the deep state bureaucrats, the left-wing operatives inside our own Pentagon have the audacity to attack our service members and say, oh, we've got a problem with extremists and white supremacy. Give me a break. Well, apparently the, the Pentagon spent a lot of money and they commissioned an official report. They had the Institute for Defense Analyses do a big report here. Uh, to look into this, uh, the Pentagon, this is according to the DailyCaller.com, the Pentagon released its long-awaited report on domestic extremism in the military in late December and found that after two years of taxpayer-dollar-funded research and interviews with more than 100 defense officials and experts, government studies, articles, and other data, the problem did not actually exist. The report found that, if anything, the risk to the military from widespread polarization and division in the ranks may be a greater risk than the radicalization of a few service members. In, in other words, this story is this year's, well, no Adam Schiff, no Schiff, Sherlock, that there isn't a problem with white supremacy and extremism in the military. You've got people of every background willing to lay down their lives for each other and for this country. But some left-wing activists at the Pentagon and their buddies in the media decided to attack every single one of them with this BS. And then the report with the truth comes out, and nobody wants to report it other than the conservative news. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, no shift, Sherlock. There isn't a problem with extremism and white supremacy uh, supremacy in the U.S. military. But you know what there is a problem with? It sounds like this report also backs up. Is these political hacks that are deliberately injecting their woke left-wing politics their divisive politics into our military, you know, pushing their drag queen story hours on military bases. Remember when they actually pushed that uh, that nonsense at Malmstrom Air Force Base here in Montana? Uh, and then they tried covering it up. Uh, and so and they're pushing this woke nonsense with the, the transgender lieutenant colonel at the Space Force. They are deliberately injecting this divisive, woke left-wing politics to divide and to weaken our military, just like their vaccine mandates divided and weakened our military. Now we're at the smallest military in 80 years. At the same time, they increase global threats. 
At the same time, China and the communist Chinese are emboldened. At the same time, they embolden Putin with their disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. And they responded by attacking our own service members with this phony extremism in the military garbage. What This is just outrageous. But yeah, that, this report apparently came out. They, they waited until the day after Christmas to publish this report. Waited until the day after, specifically so they know that most people wouldn't even see it. But that's this is par for the course. This is what they do. They run with the fake news, the phony headline, the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion hoax. And then when it turns out not to be true, they just move on like nothing ever happened. And then they move on to the next lie. And they move on to their next piece of propaganda. And they don't care who they trash in the process. They don't care how much the country is harmed in the process. This is why people are so sick of the fake news media. Uh, let's get into the phone lines here, 406 294 We've got the phone lines open for you, anything and everything that you want to talk about. Uh, let's go first. Let's see. Oh, Grandpa Lou, stand by. We'll get to you here in a second. Uh, but first, we've got Clint and Bozeman who called in first this morning. Uh, Clint, good to hear from you. Good to hear that you've got a nice program this morning, Aaron. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's even better when you call in. Well, I don't know about that. My bird isn't chiming this morning. It's too damn cold. (laughs) The global warming's got him, huh? That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's here's what I got. I'll just make a a statement or two here, and then I want maybe you or the rest of the people out there could answer it. We're funding Ukraine. We're funding Israel. We owe money to China, to China, we owe money to Japan, we owe money to Holland in bonds. We're paying a half a trillion dollars or more in interest on these bonds and stuff. Our Fed is printing money daily to fund all this. Now, my question is this. How long can we keep, can do, keep doing this until it completely destroys our dollar? I want to know that, Aaron, uh, if you could uh, look, maybe look that up or something. Or Here's another thing. That's a good question. How many American corporations have went to China, Vietnam, Taiwan, and the Philippines, and then sending that stuff back to us? We're beating ourselves is what's happening, Aaron. You know, if you go to bank and borrow some money, you've got to pay it back on time, or you can extend it for a year, and if you can't do it then, then they'll foreclose on you or whatever. So our country, it looks to me like it's in awful, awful bad shape. Yeah. Power is being divided really daily. Well, and that's why November of 2024 can't happen soon enough. I mean, my question is, is... You know, we know. I mean, I'm 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 optimistic that we can climb back out of this mess. But how much steeper of a climb is it going to be, given the hole that oh. that Biden and Tester are putting us in right now? Yeah, you know, you mentioned China. I, I don't know if you guys heard about this report. Uh, Fox News picked it up last week. Uh, the University of Montana, uh, quote, is offering a controversial study abroad program in China, referred to as the CUSEF Cultural Exchange. It is raising national security concerns from lawmakers here in Montana who say the groups that fund the trips are an organ of the Communist Chinese Party and their approach to influence operations. Basically, this uh, this program is being funded 
by in being bankrolled uh, by individuals and outfits that are closely connected to the Communist Chinese Party. And it's also being pushed by the Bacchus Institute. Remember former Democrat Senator Max Bacchus, who sold us out to China after his tenure as ambassador to China? Yeah, he's a part of this as well. Um, but here's what's interesting. In all of his campaign commercials, uh, liberal Senator John Tester is pretending to be tough against China. And yet, so far, John Tester has said nothing about uh, about this story, just like he let the communist Chinese get away with the China spy balloon and more. Uh, so that that one's interesting. I think uh, I think the uh, the NRSC pointed out it's just the latest example of how soft on on China Tester uh, truly is. Uh, Clint, thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's go next. We've got Grandpa Lou. Let me make sure I get the right phone line here because I see we got somebody else calling in. Uh, Grandpa Lou, there we go, line two. Um, Grandpa Lou, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. I just want to say, uh, Aaron, you know, thank you for your service and all that you do. And uh, if anybody would ask any veteran what they, they miss most about the military, and, and you know this, it's the brotherhood, the camaraderie. Every single veteran I ever talked to and stuff, that's, that's their number one answer, is that they, they miss the brotherhood and, and all their brothers that they, and sisters that they met in the military. And almost 100% would do it all again. And uh, that's, the, all this diversity crap, it's, it, it's it's just not there. It, it's uh, you know, and and we need to get you need to get out. Elections have consequences. You need to get out. You need to get involved. You know, you just can't sit on your butts on the couch. It's you you need you need to do something. And uh, thank you again. And and thanks well, thanks for, for your service. And by the way, Lou, uh, and thanks for your service. I know you served in the Marines. When you when you talk about your brothers. You know, isn't it funny, too? Like, when you say the brothers that you served with, you're not just talking about a bunch of white guys that all came from one place. Like, I, I mean, just my team in Afghanistan, my small team in Afghanistan alone, we had we had a, a farm kid from Iowa. We had, uh, you know, a, a guy from uh, from the Boston area. We had, you know, a brother from Chicago. We had, you know, Hispanic guys on our team. I mean, all, all across the board. And you're right. This diversity word has been turned into a bad word. They're trying to use it as a wedge to divide our teams instead of to unite our teams. A absolutely. Absolutely. And uh... <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, well, you, you know how we all feel about each other. We would, we would all lay down our lives again for each other. And I don't care if you're, if you're 20 or 70 or 80. <clears throat> We would all we would all do it again. Don't you just have to laugh too at at the uh, at the fact that the Pentagon had to pay for some report? Oh, let's look into there. There might be white supremacy and extremism in our ranks, and then they do this exhaustive report, and they realize, oh, we don't have a problem with white supremacy. Well, no shift, Sherlock. Ah, oh, jeez, I just uh, it's. It just makes me want to cry, Aaron. It really, it really does. It's it's just. I mean, how many more uh, signs do we need now before everybody just understands that they are deliberately tearing down our military? They are deliberately allowing this invasion on our southern border. 
Uh, they are deliberately weakening this country economically and more, as Clint pointed out. Uh, Grandpa Lou, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. We can turn it around, though. Keep your head up. Thanks for the call. Uh, 406-294-0970, the number for you. Uh, next up, who do we got here? Tom in Bozeman. Tom, thanks for the call. Yeah, good morning, Aaron. You morning. know, the problem dealing with Democrats is they have absolutely no, you know, principles. You do not know where they stand. You know, for three years, they stopped um, drilling for oil, and uh, we're paying $4 a gallon for gas. Now, in an election year, all of a sudden, uh, Jessica Taloff on the Five says, well, we're drilling more oil now than what we ever have before. Well, for three years, they did nothing, made us suffer, and then in election year, they turn on the spigots. Same way with, for three years, they've been letting people run across the border, you know, at will. And now all of a sudden, after three years, it's an election year. Now uh, now you have to send Mayorkas to the border, and now you have to show some interest in it so they can start running ads. Well, see, he was just at the border. We're doing our best to try to help this. And they, they don't care. They have no principles. They do whatever is necessary to hurt this country until it's an election year. Mm. Then in the election year, they, they start acting a little bit like, you know, Americans and uh, trying to do the, the, the right thing. You know, the, the thing that sums it up best is when that boob um, uh, Biden uh, said, you know, I'm not interested in the facts. I'm interested in the truth. These people think they know the ultimate truth. That is, that is a concept, and it doesn't matter whether or not it's consistent with the facts. They know the truth. It's like all this climate change crap. To them, that is the ultimate truth, whether or not the facts support it. So we're dealing with people that are deranged. Um, uh, same way about the fat guy from... Uh, um, uh, up in uh, the Sand Springs, is it, or whatever. Tester, Tester does, he does the bidding of the Democrats and Schumer for five years until, until an election Until an election year. Then he wants to pretend yes. to be moderate. The flip-flop, flat-top, fake, phony moderate. Uh, all right, Tom, hold that thought. I... I caught up with David Noble recently. He did a great job filling in for us during the holidays, but he told me his greatest fear about the southern border. I want to share that next. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. In trade news, Philippines President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. signed an executive order extending reduced tariff rates on imported pork for the third consecutive year. The in-quoted duty is to remain at 15%, while the out-of-quota rate is 25%. It was back in May of 2021 in response to a shortage of pork caused by African swine fever. The Philippines lowered its import duties from 30 and 40% respectively. It also increased the quota amount known as the minimum access volume to over 254,000 metric tons from just 54,000 metric tons. The National Pork Producers Council applauds the move, saying that the Philippines' lower tariff on U.S. pork imports have helped spur significant increases in U.S. pork exports there as beneficial to U.S. pork producers. 
In other news, USDA back in December announced that they will begin mailing the 2023 Census of Aquaculture to all producers who indicated in their 2022 Census of Agriculture that they produce and sell aquaculture products. The deadline to respond to those surveys for aquaculture participants will be January 15th, 2024, if you receive them. For any questions you may have, contact the National Ag Statistics Service. I'm Lane Northland. This- This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I want to go back to uh, Tom and Bozeman here uh, real quickly, and then we've got Bruce in Butte and Justin and Helena as well. Uh, so, Tom, I, I caught up with David Noble recently here, and uh, you know he was did a great job filling in for us on the show during the holidays. Uh, you know, he's a Manhattan, Montana native. Now works as a lawyer here in Montana, but. You know, he told me his greatest fear about the southern border from a more strategic standpoint right now is that, okay, so we've had millions and millions of illegal aliens flood into this country in the past three years, and they continue by the day, right? Even like the state of Ohio, Jim Jordan was on Sunday Morning Futures yesterday, and he pointed out how they've had more illegals come into this country than the population of the state of Ohio. And Ohio is a big population state. Like Montana, we've only got a little over a million people in Montana. They they already brought in enough illegals uh, to, to overtake Montana's population years ago, right? Uh, and so, but the point that David was saying is that, okay, so so here's what they do. They allow millions of these illegal aliens to come in. And, and to put it in another perspective, Sam Faddis, who is a former CIA operations officer, he said on his blog that the people they are allowing into this country, we, we could see another uh, 9-11 style terrorist attack. We could see something worse than a 9-11 terror attack because of the people that they're allowing into this country right now. But David's, David's point was this, was that, okay, so they allow millions of illegal aliens to come in. And then now that it's an election year, they'll probably try to come up with some sort of a deal so they can claim they secured the southern border and then hope that everybody forgets about it. And then next January, they open the floodgates once again. Your thoughts, Tom and Bozeman. Exactly. Once they've got the power, uh, they'll do anything that they want consistent with their perception of what is the truth. Uh, all of these people are going to have children uh, through a, a, a an erroneous interpretation of the 14th Amendment. All of these children are citizens. Well, if they're citizens, you can't send their parents back. I mean, we're flooding the country with uh, people who contribute nothing to the welfare and benefit of this country. Thousands are coming in from Africa. All they're looking for is a handout. And uh, there, there's this, this, it's not surprising me what's going on because all we're going to hear until November is how gas prices have gone way down and jobs, you know, are way up. And uh, we're closing the border. And people are naive enough whether it's true or not on the jobs numbers, right? Because they, look at how they constantly go back and revise previous jobs numbers. Like like California, 
Uh, you know, they they waited until after the big Gavin Newsom Ron DeSantis debate to 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 update their numbers that showed they were in a recession and that they were what eighty some billion dollars in debt. But they waited until the day after the uh, the Fox News debate with uh, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis to to leak that news, didn't they? Uh, Tom, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Next up, let's go to Bruce in Butte, listening to KXTL, and the phone number for you, 294-0970. Bruce, what's going on? Yeah, just uh, off of what I was going to talk about, but it ties in. Uh, At one point in my previous career, I was a battalion S2, and it was literally my job to think like the bad guys. Now, if I wanted to mess with America, how would I infiltrate a bunch of military-age males into America right now? I don't think I'd fly them in on aircraft or ship them in on boats. I'd teach them a little bit of Spanish, get them to Mexico, and say, walk north, guys. We'll get with you later and tell you what to do. Well, Hezbollah's been doing that since the 80s, if not earlier, right? They've been posing as Venezuelans, traveling on Venezuelan passports. Chinese as well. Now, logistically, how how would you fund all that, though? Logistically, how would you pay for all that? China, they get a whole lot of their money from us. Just about everything here in America is made in China. And in fact, President Xi Jinping sent us a little message this weekend, but I don't think too many people got the message. He put sanctions on five American defense contractor companies. Yeah, we're building our weapons and our comms and the rest of that stuff in China. And they sent us just a little bit of message that says, hey, guys, uh, you Americans with all your fancy gee whiz uh, technology and all your fancy weapons, uh, we have your tender parts in the palm of our hand. And if you mess with us when we go to take Taiwan, we're going to squeeze. Well, the, and the, no, our, that's they interesting. Have yeah. our ammunition supply. They have our ammunition supply. In the palm of their hand. And some key p- components, some key components, and, of course, they've got the rare Bingo. earth elements. They actually allow Every mining. Uh, the JDAM packages, uh, the, the pluggers, the, optics. the Tom satellites, everything. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I asked you, logistically, how would you pay for it? If you, if you were the communist Chinese and you wanted to infiltrate people into America, how would you get them in? Well, that's obvious with the wide open southern border right now. But then logistically, uh-huh. well, obviously they've got a, enough money to, to be able to pay to logistically support their operatives. But, hey, we've made it even easier for them right now because not only can you walk across the southern border right into our country, but then we, we will logistically – we will logistically support your operatives on the ground. We will give them free hotel rooms. We will give them debit cards. We will fly. We will give them airline tickets. We will make it easy for foreign troops to operate on American soil. Debit cards, cell phones, yeah. Obama phone, everything. In the ter- you know, some of us are old enough to remember the old comic, Yakov Smirnov. What a country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Bruce, always a pleasure. Thanks for your service. Thanks, thanks for calling in. You too, brother. Have a good one. All right, you too. Uh, it was when Clinton Bozeman called in earlier, he said, you know, my, my birds, he's got these fancy, like, parrots, I think they are, right? You know, you hear them whistling in the background. Usually when he calls in, he said, they'll be quiet all morning long, and then the moment they hear him on the radio... They'll start whistling in the back. He said they're not even whistling today because it's too cold out. Well, if you think it's cold now, 
wait till this polar vortex moves in later this week. I'll, I'll share some audio of my chat with the National Weather Service office uh, to tell you what's coming from the Northwest Territories for Montana here later this week. Uh, but first, let's go to Justin in Helena. Uh, Justin, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening to KCAP. Hey, good morning and God bless. Thanks for what you do. God bless. Thank you. So I just wanted to see if you could touch on, you know, ask a Democrat what a what a threat to democracy is and hear how silent the room gets. So uh, the migrants, they're, they're letting them in. Obviously, we know this, but um, they're going to let them vote. And then when they say that we don't want them to vote, they're going to say, you're a threat to democracy. That's their plan. So I put it into the perspective like this. Every four days. There's the population of another Helena, Montana that's in this country, and those are just the ones we know about, okay? So in some cities, they're, they're, um, they're giving them guns and turning them into cops. Now, if I commit a federal crime, I can't buy a gun. Uh, you can maybe touch on how they're still persecuting J6ers three years later for simple trespass. Uh, they're, they're going after Donald Trump like nobody's business, and how that's a real threat to democracy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, I don't know if this was a. Uh, I saw this funny thing on on Twitter. Uh, I'm assuming it was from the New York Post. Maybe it's some parody that somebody put together here. But it says uh, anti-war candidate Yakaterina Dunsova barred from running against Putin in election. And then somebody says, "Wow, that's terrible. Russia's turning into America. They're trying to block opposing candidates to Putin from being on the ballot." Right. And I, I mean, let's be honest. Our country's gone mad. Well, I, I don't think our country's gone mad. I think the people running the country have gone mad. Right. Well, they want to they want to eliminate eliminate the Electoral College. And that's their end. The, the Republicans will never win another election. All right, Justin, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. All right, have a good day. Hey, you too. 406-294-0970 is the number for you if you uh, got something you want to talk about. Oh, uh, back to Clinton Bozeman. Clinton Bozeman had a question. He said, hey, what is the point of no return when it comes to the American dollar? Uh, now, I don't know if the American dollar has gotten as bad as, as the currency down in Argentina got under their socialist government. And then the people of Argentina finally booted that government out of power. But uh, another Clint, uh, let's see. Which town is Clinton in here? Anyway, I got, an, I got a message from another Clint. Uh, let's see. To Clinton Bozeman's question, I heard a financial group say several years ago that if we get to $36 trillion in debt, our dollar will crash, if I recall correctly. So that's uh, one of our listeners uh, attempting to respond to Clinton Bozeman's uh, question from earlier. To me, it's the debt-to-GDP ratio that's so concerning right now. When uh, Our debt-to-GDP ratio has consistently be, been above, has been worse than the debt-to-GDP ratio in World War II. So, in theory, we are not yet in a, another world war. But yet our government is spending money as if we are already in the middle of another world war. So what happens if another world war actually breaks out? As things escalate with the communist Chinese, as the Middle East Middle East continues to escalate as well. Uh, let's see the weather report in Maryland coming up next.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to get back into your phone calls here in just a second. The phone number, if you want to jump in on the conversation, 406-294-0970. Clinton Bozeman was talking about it's so cold, his his fancy birds weren't uh, weren't whistling in the background when he called in this morning. Uh, I uh, To get ready for the week ahead, last night I thought, oh, I'm going to go see what the temperatures are looking like, see what the weather's looking like this week. I, I broke out the snowblower last night, so I figured, oh, let's see what the weather's looking like this week. And then uh, I, I said, okay, for anybody who's been complaining about the nice weather that we've been getting recently, here she comes. Here she comes. So uh, how cold is it going to get here later this week? I caught up with uh, Tom Humphrey from the National Weather Service office in Billings. Uh, they cover South Central and, and Eastern Montana, but uh, but also kind of gave me a look at what's going on across the state. The Northwest Territories in Canada right now are 20 to 30 below zero. <laughs> so that air is sitting up there, and we just need a trigger to bring it down, and uh, that trigger is going to arrive Wednesday as the front moves through our area. So Wednesday morning, not going to be that bad. We'll have decent temperatures in the morning in the 20s and 30s, but we'll see falling temperatures through the day. And by the time we get to Thursday, our highs are going to be in the single digits to around 10 at the most here in Billings. And, and across the area, the same thing up in the north, up across northern Montana, will probably be below zero already on Thursday. Uh, our temperatures here in southern Montana will hover right around zero Friday and Saturday and likely have highs below zero Friday and Saturday in the eastern part of the state. Uh, then we might be getting above zero and start the moderation trend uh, late Sunday, but more likely into Monday we'll probably get back into the double digits on Monday. So like a three- to five-day stretch of pretty chilly stuff that we haven't, we haven't seen for a while. All right. Now, the other thing, um, and I, I got a great email from our, our friends in Libby, Montana, from our listeners, uh, the the Disney family in Libby, Montana, and they shared a zerohedge.com story with me. And so their question was, hey, do we got another polar vortex headed our way? Or is this just a normal weather pattern that we're seeing move in here? Uh, here's what Tom Hemphrey had to say about that. It is a colder than normal pattern, for sure. And uh, the, the origins of this is, is like the Northwest Territories up in northern Canada. Oftentimes you have lower pressure up there around the Hudson Bay. And what is happening now is we've had a ridge that has been centered over the western U.S. for so long. That's why we've been so mild in November and December. That ridge is retrograding and backing up towards the eastern Pacific, and that's allowing that Hudson Bay low, which oftentimes storehouses the cold air, to get unlocked and rotate down towards um, the United States here, down into uh, the northern plains of the northern Rockies, and that's exactly what's happening. So it's pulling that cold air, the 20s and 30s blow, down into our area. So polar vortex, yeah, that, that's kind of a buzzword that gets thrown around here, but it, it's fairly accurate because the, um, the, the, the air is from those northern territories and, and originating up there from the Hudson Bay. So I usually uh, refer to that as a Hudson Bay low, pulling the cold air down with it. All right. Uh, yeah, anyway, that was our chat. Thanks to Tom Humphrey at the National Weather Service Office for that insight. Back to your phone calls. Next up, we've got Marilyn in Billings listening to KBUL. Marilyn, what's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Aaron. Um, my concern is what's going on in the school district right now. Um, Superintendent Garcia announced last week, one day to the teachers, 
in the next day to the public that he was closing um, uh, Washington School and distributing the kids they, uh, throughout three different schools, Newman, Broadwater, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but anyway, uh, he made it sound like it's a done deal. And my concern is no public input. Everyone was informed at the very last minute. And, you know, he, the meeting is scheduled for 530. Well, people are coming home from work at 530. So, you know, so a little later in the evening would be helpful for you. Yeah. Now, well, I read something about that story. Are, are they they're converting that, that elementary school into – they're going to kind of make it not – I guess I don't know if alternative school is the word for it. But what are they, what are they planning to do with it? Um, I, I don't know if it's an outreach for the high school. They're going to use it for the high school, um, for uh, uh, senior high. And I'm, I'm sorry, but you don't shake up people's – People have used this school for years and years and years and years. And um, his his rationale is, well, we're losing money. We don't have as many kids as we do in the other schools. So what do you do? You stuff them through three different class cla- or three different schools in all these classrooms, and give the teachers notice that well, you're going to have to choose a school and go there if you want to keep your job. Interesting. Uh, I, yeah. I really have a problem with this. This is this is not not the way to run a school district. You it's interesting to me like, that, that schools are, that they're closing down schools when the when the district is over capacity, right? You'd, you'd think they, they yep. need to be adding, not taking away, but uh, but maybe yep. it's certain neighborhoods are growing and others are not. Um, speaking of school news, uh, I, I saw one of our colleagues wrote a story about how a, uh, a, a but the McDonald's near West High School apparently is is banning uh, students from, from going to the McDonald's during certain hours. And uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm with the McDonald's manager. I mean, apparently some of these kids are just trashing the facility. There's some TikTok uh, challenge that's out there. And so these kids are just yep. trashing the place. So I was talking with Mark and Paul, the Breakfast Flakes, and I think the three of us all agree. Hey, good job by the McDonald's manager. Uh, and if you don't like it, well, go clean up the stalls yourself uh, for a week, right? Yeah, students, you ruined this for yourself, for yourself. The students ruined it for themselves. I also you know, wonder, I also wonder... Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. If some kids in a small town went and destroyed a local restaurant during their lunch break, uh, how would small town Montana handle that uh, Handle that mess? I think they'd clamp down on that pretty quick. Uh, anyway, just my take. Sorry, we're out of time. Thanks for the call, Marilyn.